this is One Final Scare with your hosts, Mickey Kim and Tracy Matthews. What's up? <laughs> Welcome back. This is our second episode of One Final Scare. One Final Scare. Um, and today we're going to talk about, we're going to get right into it and talk about a movie that we saw. Whoa. We're going to get right into it? Right into it. Hold None up, of this though. like jibber jabber. Need a little foreplay, though. <laughs> No. Okay. Foreplay. All okay, right. Just a little bit. All right. Can sure. I? May I start? Sure. Oh, okay. Sure. sure. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, just like last time, we searched through, you know, a collection hundreds, of movies, hundreds, hundreds of movies, of movies yeah. and picked the right one to introduce us, us you know, specifically Minky and, um, and, you know, his Koreanness. <laughs> and so, uh, talk then, about, talk, wait, I'm sorry that I'm like interrupting you. Oh, but yeah. Go ahead. Talk please. about that. Talk about the app and going into. Oh yeah, so <laughs> we're sharing. Shutter, thanks again for uh, hi, the hi Shutter, the great, <laughs> great website and app that you have. So Minky and I, we did, um, we shared an account for just you know just for now. You know they didn't have to. Know Nobody that. has to know that. <laughs> That's not important. Look, we're just starting this whole <clears throat> venture. If we start making a lot of money, I'll buy my own account. Okay, thanks. Um, so anyway, you, uh, Minky had pulled together kind of a short list, and <clears throat> he was like, "Hey, can you go pick one?" And I said, "Sure." I said, "I'm going to make an executive decision based off of uh, the lead-in of this one that really got me." Uh, so they look like people is the name of this movie, and it says, "While staying at his friend Chris's apartment, White starts receiving eerie phone calls about monstrous beings taking over human bodies in preparation for world domination." So you, I haven't told you yet why I picked that. Do you? So can I tell you? Sure. Please tell me. I can't wait. All right. So I. It was like, oh, this is awesome because the first movie, the first horror movie I ever saw had kind of just a similar, uh, you know, thing about it. And um, which is what? So I was really little. And back in the 80s, when families had like one television in the house (laughs) uh, and uh, you were like four years old. Yeah, the 1920s. They no, Did they have TVs? They didn't have TVs. <laughs> when did TVs come out? I don't remember. This is not a history podcast. Um, so anyway, my parents used to watch all kinds of shit. And I was like four years old. This is the mid-80s. And that's just what happened back then. I used to watch rated R movies and stuff. But this particular night, I remember being like, please, dear God. I, I think I started FOMO. I'm, like, I'm an only child, and so I had to stay up late all the time. I didn't want to miss out on anything. And so my parents were about to start watching a movie, and I was like, please, dear God, Mom, don't make me go to bed. Please, please, please. And she goes, Tracy, it's time to go to bed. And I'm like, no, please, let me just stay up with you guys. So I stayed up to watch 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which, have you seen it? The, no, the, not the original. This isn't the original. Saw, one of the many remakes, but yeah, I saw a, the Keanu Reeves one. There's a Keanu like. Reeves one. Yeah, right. I don't know. Oh, was that? No, that's the. Uh, that's a, you know what? That's another remake of another sci-fi movie. I'm sorry. Oh, we'll Google yeah. that later. Yeah. Uh, so the invasion of the body snatchers is basically like there's this alien species that decides to come down upon Earth, yes. and long story short, there's these pods that set up shop next to your sleeping body and take over your body and then you're walking around with kind of these um 
Do they look sort of like veiny? Oh, no, the they vein. look just like you. So once they take over your body. No, the pods. I mean the pods. Uh, I can't really remember. It was Visually. like this big. It, it, it comes from like a plant source, this alien plant so, source, yeah. right? <laughs> so essentially, this is the worst fucking movie to watch as a four-year-old before you go to bed at night and go to sleep because it's about pods taking over your body when you're asleep. <laughs> So my first introduction to horror was watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and I will never forget that movie, ever, ever, ever. And I will never forget sitting on the edge of my bed in the dark with the door shut, and I was petrified to fall asleep because I was so, so convinced that the pods were going to come and take my body. So I sat there staring at, like, shadows on the wall and shit, and I told my mom this years later, and she feels so bad, but honestly... The reason why I'm sharing it is because this was, I woke up the next day and I was still me. So I was like, I love, I love horror. I always have. Um, yep. Um, Mickey's pulling up pictures right now. And like one of the like awesomest scenes when Donald Sutherland has his mouth like open because they basically, I can't quite remember. It's like, they don't really talk much. They, they don't really have your personality, but then if you're kind of clued in that they're an alien, all of a sudden they open their mouth really wide and, and let out this like <laughs> terrible scream to kind of alert all the other aliens that, you know, so it's, it's, it's an awesome movie. You should totally check it out. But, um, so anyway, when I read this description, I kind of wanted to watch this one to introduce that, you know, story. And um, and I think we also, we want to hear from you guys about your first time with horror when yep. you lost your horror virginia, virginity, so to speak. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so write us, write us your first time you ever watched, uh, you know, a horror flick and, and uh, how that made you feel, why you got into it, the impression it lasted, you know, the impression it put on you and, and you know. So what? So we can read it? So um, we can read it. We're going to read them. And fill that air with some content? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely pick one, you know, each week, I think, and read them at the end. Yeah. 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 So let's do it. So, yeah, our friends, please. <laughs> you going to give out that email address? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you need that? <laughs> <laughs> just text us your story and then we'll try transcribe it. Yeah. <laughs> just telepathically. Can you just send me that? Uh, the original s- is 1956. It sure was. So you can email us at onefinalscare at gmail.com. Oh, I didn't even know that. I thought it was like... <laughs> What? Oh. One final scare underscore something else or no. no. So we watched this movie separately this time. <clears throat> yeah. Did you enjoy it? Are we going in? Yeah. I, yeah we haven't talked I'm... about this at all. We were trying to keep this super <laughs> secret. Yeah. So it's a, okay. So where do I start? Um, uh, they look like people. It was very, very much an independent, it's an indie film. Yeah. Right? It's an yeah. indie. It's, and it's, it's almost not even horror, right? It's like yeah. it's in the gray area of horror, psychological thriller, th- a psychological thriller. It's That's even right. it's even on if depending on how you Google it, they say drama too, which yeah. I wouldn't say drama. So, um, but we're going to talk. But, but Shutter has it on their on their curated yeah. um, list, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go with horror. We're going with it. <laughs> so immediately, um, it's obviously because it's indie. You can tell it's it was low budget. Right, uh, mm-hmm. you can. There wasn't a lot of special effects, um, known actors or actresses, um, and even like even like background music. Yeah. So the the absence of background music on a lot of the scenes, a lot of the quiet mo- quiet moments, um, it really gives off that like 
indie film mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. Right. So it, I, that was a that was a little surprise for me going in because I I thought it was I was going in I thought I was gonna see a lot of you know um, like you were saying like pod people coming out oh, of yeah, the, yeah. You know, just based like, on the description right and right like, and just you know and seeing what what we see uh, um, Death Bell <laughs> which had a lot of special effects right. coming from that this is complete the, yeah this is complete we went the other way opposite there we're was like, definitely just a there was a couple of bloody scenes and there was a couple of special effects which we'll get into but yeah. you're right I think the majority of it was just kind of pure storytelling and yeah. um I think the thing I noticed a couple of times was, you know, when you're aware that it's a movie, you kind of get like taken out of it. So there was a couple of scenes that I felt um, I was just so focused on how raw it kind of felt at times. And then other times I I think the actors were really good and you start to kind of um, enjoy them and their character development over the course of the movie. And um, it's mainly just these two guys and and we'll introduce them in a second. But I, I don't know. I started to forget how I felt when the movie first started with a couple scenes that just felt a little rough to me. Um, But yeah, it almost seemed like, I don't know, they they got into the the characters a bit as the movie was going, you know, as they were uh, filming it. But I thought it was good. I enjoyed it overall. Okay, so... Um, you want to start retelling it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and again, do we need to do this um, just in case someone didn't listen to our very first episode? This is what we do. We're retelling a whole entire movie, start to finish. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, start so, to finish. And even if there's um, a reveal or some twist, twist at the end... We're telling you. We're going to tell you. Yeah, because that's what we do. That's right. Because I like to tell people everything. <laughs> Just reveal everything. <laughs> um, just tell the whole world all our business. <laughs> so it opens with um, a man, our character Wyatt, in bed, and he's sleeping, or he's awake, and he's watching his girlfriend sleep. Staring. Yeah, just like really creepy, right? Mm-hmm. He's like looking at her and going, man, this bitch is making me buy <laughs> whatever. Like, what? <laughs> um, no, you think he, he's he, mad at her? Yeah, well... It, He's curiously like staring at her, and and at first you're like, wow, they're like, he's like looking at her, watching her sleep, it's a, it's like like little... he's in love, right? He's like, mm. um, she's so beautiful, but okay. the lighting completely um, gives that off, and it doesn't give that off. It's like something is a something's afoot, right? I'd say he was cautiously in love with her yeah. as he stared at her, yeah. And then um, this this uh, camera flipped, and then you couldn't really see her well, face he... or anything. You just saw her just the... outline kind yeah. of. Yeah. In the back of her head at first. Yes. And then he falls asleep and he wakes up again. Yeah. And he's looking at her again. Mm-hmm. And this time she's, you can tell she's turned towards him, mm-hmm. but um, you can't see her face. Right. You can only see the outline of her head and her yeah. shoulders. And then you begin to hear like this sound up like a, it's almost sounded like insects. bone crack. Oh. Is it insects? Yeah. It was like bugs is what it sounded yeah. like to me and then um with a little bit of cracky bones too i think and then her jaw started to like it looked like it was getting like wider and wider like every movie every i was we, gonna we say watched, that yeah i know <laughs> it starts so, with mouth, mouth opening <laughs> or jaw <laughs> detaching that's a theme i get okay it's just interesting yeah um and then it looked like she was opening her mouth or her like jaw was getting bigger like mm-hmm. you get a glimpse of that and then you hear this like the skin stretching and like something is going on like the insecty sound that, that part was cool because mm-hmm. I, I was like waiting for a jump scare which i hate by the way oh my gosh yeah and it sounded yeah, like her jump scares. Um, <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, it it felt like her face was opening up. Yeah, 
Okay. We couldn't tell exactly, but so then, yeah. so then we get introduced to the next main character, Chris, short for Christian, um, and we see him sitting at work and he's googling how to ask your boss out at work. <laughs> and I was like, is this the same movie? <laughs> it was kind of weird. And I was also like, wait, that wasn't the first guy, right? Um, so quickly, uh, I think we kind, I think they showed us who his boss was. Uh, really fat. I think it's like they they were just kind of inferring who she was, and then and then really quickly we're on the street. We're walking in the city, New York City, and we see Christian and Wyatt walking towards one another. Wyatt's got like a big backpack on him, and I think one of them goes, "Oh, oh, hey, man, hey, hey, what's up?" It's, like it was a really awkward exchange. Very awkward. Like something a- had happened in between the past. them. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, "You changed your phone number." And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And super strange. It felt very uncomfortable. We've all had those run-ins. <laughs> and, uh, and for whatever reason, though, it's like they decide to, to get past it and go hang out together, which I think is super odd, right? He's like, come back to my apartment. Let me yeah. show you my apartment. Right. Even and though we're, this is clearly uncomfortable for the both of us. Both, both of them. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. And it was weird because the, 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 I guess the speed of him, like like accepting him, like hey, come on in. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, what? what? Like, yeah. it, it didn't seem natural, but I guess they had to get the story. Get going. it going, just like Since us, right? There's only four characters in the whole movie. <laughs> no, right. Um, so he immediately takes him back to. Oh, Chris takes Wyatt back Wyatt. to his apartment. Wyatt is definitely off. Something's going on with this man. He's he almost looks like he's don't, nervous don't, or something. Don't we? The, the, we also see um, Chris working out and like pumping iron. Yeah, that was weird. It, it was, was it was like they were trying to like character development yeah, very establish, quickly. Yeah, establish his character yeah. as this guy who's like working in New York City. You know, he's like all about his work. About to a, ask out his boss. And was he a designer, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> I, it was like product development. Day, I think they yeah. product design. They mentioned at one point. I'm like, oh, hey. And they were like all on Macs and like yeah. I was like, Whoa, he's yeah, a graphic yeah. designer. Yeah. Um, uh, and but he's. I'm just gonna go like. His body looked really weird, right? <laughs> it was like, it was all, it was, it was like muscular, but it was lumpy. At this did, point, did we're judging that? the actors. <laughs> I'm being judgmental of his Which one was cuter this time? <laughs> but uh, yeah, and every time, like, it bothered me. Like, his clothes was all, like, baggy. Uh, his, oh, my uh, gosh. I can't, I can't handle it. You were it. I was, like, such a diva. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just couldn't get over it. I was like, that outfit? No. Yeah. I mean, hey, was he didn't pick his outfit for the movie. Let's be honest. Anyway, it's an indie film, so he probably did. Oh, you're right. It was probably his own clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're right. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, so yeah, they they quickly tell us like Chris is a working guy. Yeah. He's busy. He's bodybuilding or something. Who know working out? And then why it's like just a creepy staring at his girlfriend in bed, and now he's got a backpack. <laughs> walking walking through the city (laughs) so um for whatever reason chris decides to give him his house tour and we quickly realize that chris obviously has an ex-girlfriend or an ex-fiance i think he says named cat he takes her up to like uh his or he takes wyatt up to his rooftop and he says cat and i always said we were gonna have a party up here sometime and then he takes him down to the basement he makes some joke about oh here's my basement this is where you can like kill people or animals or something like that yeah the basement was um is one of those basements that was sort of unfinished old um where you keep tools and shit everywhere washer and dryer yeah there's a there's like a table and 
one like hanging light right or yeah. and so foreshadowing because yeah. it's like why would he say something about killing people in the basement this is where you can kill people in the basement and so then it, they, was, it was creepy looking that's why yeah okay well i mean just for a movie there's no other reason to explain it unless something's gonna happen in the basement so uh i think immediately you took a lot of notes they, well you know at this time <laughs> i didn't want to keep saying wait so what happened next <laughs> um so anyway they go upstairs and all of a sudden he gets a text chris gets a text and he's like oh date with mara sorry hey it's so nice that you're here you know what why don't you just stay why don't you just stay a while live live here for a little bit and it was like this awkward exchange again and then he's like and also i'm about to go out on a date so i don't really want to leave you here why don't i call mara and ask her to bring a friend along sandy which he does and Wyatt kind of reluctantly says yes I think they're sharing a beer at this point and there's a little uh, hidden gem here of the story where Wyatt's like I'm gonna go use the restroom and he pours out the beer and then fills it up with water and goes back out and so you're like okay why isn't he drinking what's up with that which was interesting and um, and so after that you know at first I thought he was like a recovering alcoholic well yeah yeah and then um you know he just want, didn't want to reveal yeah you know. but he was so like nervous there was just something weird it was just but now now that i think about think about it again i think he just wanted to be focused true right maybe like, yeah so basically uh chris immediately goes in to start getting ready and there's this like super weird scene do you remember this it happened so early on he was like leaning up against the mirror up against his forehead uh talking to himself and he's like don't be a bitch don't be a bitch and he's like staring at his eyeball so close he's also like the self-help yeah totally right right? he listens to it uh self-help tape on the train well let's get to that in a second but yeah because then i was so confused about that okay okay so So, staring by the way we watched this not together this time right separately yeah so we literally haven't talked about it which is fun um so he's staring at himself saying like don't be a bitch and i have had that before i've been in the mirror before and talked to myself usually it's while i'm drunk psych yourself up no uh it's like tracy get your shit together look at your face it's sinking why why did you drink this much i was cracking up during this scene i swear to god that's what people do you don't do that do you still do it do you do it before the podcast and you're like no no no. i'm not psyching myself up like you know day to day it's only when i've drank too much you've never done that i felt like everybody's done that once or twice no because i'm not a weirdo oh my god whatever you know what if you've done this write us and we'll no i'm kidding (laughs) i don't think a box will be full (laughs) right i talk to myself when i'm drunk in the mirror too anyway i i got a little kick out of that scene in any case but um so while he's quickly getting ready Wyatt goes back down to the basement he like sneaks down there and he takes a knife out and he tapes it underneath of that one table that you mentioned it, yeah and i was like what the fuck is he like what is going on um then he comes upstairs and this was the the weirdest part <laughs> it's like the second he comes upstairs chris is like oh hey will you help me with something and like then we begin this like weird montage of two men getting ready together who haven't seen each other in so long yet the one Wyatt is gonna start shaving Chris's back oh, which yeah. I was like really does that yeah. happen have you done that no okay and they, and they have a little banter right and it's then they have a little banter ha- like jokes and how Harry's back right is. and then and then it cuts to Chris just in the shower by himself like trimming his pubes Oh, wow, I, missed, I don't know that. It, it was like you heard the scissors snipping and he was looking down. <laughs> I'm like, this is so weird. Mara is Mara in for is, a night. <laughs> Mara's about to get it, Bobo. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, what uh, what happens next? 
<laughs> so they're out for the night. They're out for the night. And um, Chris gets a phone call and he's like, oh, God, do you, well, do you need an ambulance? Like, what happened? Yeah. And all of a sudden we show up with uh, Wyatt and Chris and they meet up with Mara and Sandy. And Sandy's got a big old fucked up eye. Like she fell on the ice. And so that's why he was saying, did but you need an ambulance? But that's not good. So that's not shown. They just they just tell us. The, yeah. So he gets a phone call and finds out that on the way to their meeting on their date, the double date, the girl I think trips and falls on and, the ice. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. Yeah, and then but you don't see, and then we don't see it. Doesn't yeah, matter. and then the next scene, they're at the hospital, yeah, emergency room. Right. Or, Which or, again, or someone's hallway. Total just, waste of uh, space in the movie, in my opinion. It was just so weird. It it went on for so long with them sitting against the wall, the three of them, Wyatt, Chris, montage, and Mara, passing of time. Yeah, yeah, and eating you know, snacks, taking naps. I was like, who would sit in the hospital that long for some girl you don't even know? Like Sandy was the friend that was just going to get invited, right? Like who gives a shit? Go home. Two, these two guys would definitely not be hanging out in the it, hospital. Yeah, it was. Well, what they were trying to do was. Dochant to inject some comic tone, right, into it, and like, and like, and but real life, like after you shave your you. back and your you trim your pu- pubes, like yeah. you're not gonna be hanging out. You're going out. You're going out and finding yeah. somebody else, right? Yeah. Anyway, it was too. It was too. It was all night long. You hear that car alarm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to forget about it. Uh, so anyway, they wind up hanging out literally all night until I think dawn, and Chris leaves with Mara and. It looked like he was going to try to kiss her. And then she goes something like, don't even think about it. And he goes, don't even flatter yourself. Well, she was being playful, right? Yeah. Like coy. Yeah. And you could totally tell. And But he was like, he chickened out, which is bizarre. But because... And then also took a jab at her, like, don't flatter yourself. I was like, what the? F- this is so... yeah, like, this what guy does not know how to read a room. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I think it's, I think now that we're talking about it out loud, it sort of makes sense because I think he talks like a big talk. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, he's not. Yeah. Yeah. And so they shake hands like weirdly and then they go home. Yeah. And then guess what? We open up like we did or we see the next scene like we did when the movie opened yeah. and we see uh, the same scene where Wyatt's staring at his ex-girlfriend or whoever yeah. it is. In bed. Oh, yeah, you're right. He did yeah. mention at some point during the, you know, their, their time walking around the house. I think that him and Hannah are no longer together, yeah. his fiance. Um, so we start hearing that crunching noise. I wrote down crunching noise. So it must have been very crunchy. That same, time. Yeah, same noise. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and and the phone rings. Oh, so is there something? She's also facing him again. Right? Yeah, still. Yeah. Same, like I said, it's so, like just this insert the same yeah. exact clip. So at this point, like a m- couple of things were going through my mind. Like they broke up, but is she missing? Did he do kill her? To her? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking he killed her. Kill her. Because he, you know, or is she an actually like part of this like creature, like whatever, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and is, is, is this just in his mind? Yeah. And, and, and another big question is like, what happened between Wyatt and Christian in the right past, well right? and so I was trying to pick up I mean the fact that he taped a knife underneath the guy's table that he's living in this house with and they hadn't seen each other in a while and you knew something had happened my brain kept going to like did Chris do something with Hannah but that didn't happen I yeah. just I, it was a little weird so um, we see that same scene and then all of a sudden the phone rings and Wyatt picks it up and we hear um, what's it called when you a voice manipulator kind of thing, and we hear yeah. almost like the saw voice, right? Like it's a to- oh, yeah, saw again, yeah, voice box. But um, and it's like go into the basement, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like this these ramblings. It's like you know we told you not to go in the cities, you know, like 
you must prepare for war. Yeah. Uh, your friend is still good. Uh, like, help him. He hasn't been whatever. Like, yeah. We don't know how turned. they infect us yet. Uh, like, you must not make eye contact with these creatures. The yeah. demonic possession or demonic something is coming. Um, like a war is coming. Yeah, the war is coming. Yeah. It was super, super weird. And So it's like, well... Is he working for someone? Yes. You know, he's like, a, is he is a this soldier? his boss? <laughs> right. And, and like, some organization. You yeah. Know? And it was giving that. Oh, and because, and then, the, so the last line was like, uh, you must never, or I'm going to like tell you who I am, or I'll release my identity to you, and you must never contact me again. So I was like, is he some, is he like a James Bond kind of thing? Like an alien demon James Bond kind of thing? Who knows? Yeah. Um, and so he goes outside after this, after he, he took that call while he's like laying and sleeping. Um, and he goes outside to make a phone call himself. And he basically is like, hey, it's Wyatt Goodman here. Um, I'm leaving a message for you. I'm just making sure we can still meet tomorrow. I, I have a doctor's appointment with you. Um, you know, whatever. And he hangs up the phone and we see that Chris woke up. I guess he heard him leave. And so he's watching him. And, um, and so then the next morning, uh, I don't know what this was about. I wrote it down. So it felt important, but we see, uh, Chris looking around something on his computer and there was some outstanding balance of $35,000. And I, I have no idea what that was important for. Just to show that he was in debt. Okay. You know, what does that matter? Yeah. So weird. Well, because he, Loses his job eventually. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> uh, so they're having breakfast, and uh, again, just these two. I can't. This is this is what I was saying earlier. I just it felt so rough in the beginning, and this scene in particular, it felt in like in the beginning, it felt rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie was rough. okay. This, I just remember this scene in particular. It felt like it was their like the best of the bunch, and it just wasn't the best. You know. Yeah cut of the scene but anyway um it felt like one of our 48 hour film projects <laughs> oh god that bad no. <laughs> that's what everyone's saying right now <laughs> yeah um so anyway he's like hey man you want to do you want to like come to lunch with me and Wyatt's like no i got some things to do so chris leaves wyatt home alone and he starts snooping around, of course, because I would do that too. You'd staying in somebody's house to start snooping, right? You're never staying in my Just house. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so he finds a hammer, and a, and that was like a clear. Oh, he needed to find this hammer, and then he finds like bo a box of cats things. I guess you know she hadn't fully moved out yet. Chris's ex girlfriend, uh, and then we see him find this picture. And the picture, this okay. was like one of the first kind of horror-ish feeling things, right? Besides the sounds. But he finds this picture and um, it had a note on the back. And when he flipped it around, it was Wyatt with someone that had his arm, their arm around Wyatt. But the face was all completely distorted and crazy and scary. Big, dark, black eyes, right. big, open mouth. Yeah. Was it Hannah? I think it was Hannah. It had to have been. So, and you just made me think this because of what you were saying when when the woman that he's watching while sleeping's mouth gets really big. So I'm like, right. oh, maybe this was Hannah. That's what, yeah. So he puts the picture away, and I was like, oh, that was that was kind of cool. And this is when um, some really different voice that we haven't heard before. You just start hearing this narration almost, and it's like you are an ocean, like. 
weapons and swords and knives are yours. You encompass the entire world. That's, like you are a holy force. That's and, what I'm talking about. And we're like, what the? But you don't know what it is yet, oh. is what I'm saying. Oh. So we just keep hearing this voice kind of throughout the movie. And this is the first time we hear it. And you're like, what the? And so we're just kind of seeing Wyatt going on about his day. And then we kind of cut and we see Chris at work and he's got earbuds in and he's at work doing his thing. And we just hear this voice. And that was it. It was just this little kind of piece. And um, and so then we're with Wyatt and uh, we're, we're standing outside like at a lake or something. And he's standing with a with this doctor and he and the doctor are talking and um he immediately just goes i don't think i have schizophrenia and uh you know and he goes and i haven't drank in a couple of months and oh, wow you know, like so i completely forgot forgot about that scene uh, so like i watched that watched this movie into two parts and you know it's a good you know it's a good pause or whatever and i mm-hmm. came back to it the next day and i completely forgot forgot about that scene. yeah this is a key doctor. scene right so he basically uh says you know are there meds that you can give me and then he tells them that he has this dream and this dream uh certain people start to not look human anymore and uh he said it started with his fiance, and he never wanted to see what she looked like you know what, what she was going to end up looking like and um and then the doctor kind of asks him like do your parents know about this i think he says no maybe uh and then the doctor's like listen i think you should just come in for an appointment so i don't know how he knows this guy it almost feels like kind of a family friend who's like you need to come in for an appointment yeah and um it was this was the first kind of tense scene in that the doctor turns and Wyatt's staring at the back of his head and when the doctor turns to like get a i don't know an appointment card out of his pocket because they're standing out in the you know outside he's turned for a very long time and all of a sudden this that same like insect and then crunchy noise starts yeah that one (laughs) and uh i was like oh shit is wyatt about to open up a can of whoop whoop ass on this guy or when he turns his head back around which all of a sudden he starts turning his head really slowly you're like am i about to see a creepy weird face and you don't um but the sound has not gone at all the sound is now very loud and Wyatt over top of that sound almost goes um okay great thanks I'm feeling better already and we know as the audience that he's clearly not because he's hearing the sound and I think he believes that this doctor is one of those uh creatures that that voice that called him last night was telling him about and warning him about um so this was kind of a reveal I think and and this and just the the tone of it I really thought he was about to attack him or something but he winds up leaving which was good everybody was safe um yeah and he goes back to Christian right so he goes yeah yeah and so now we're back at Chris and Chris is googling his next uh (laughs) not how to ask out a boss because he's already done that and poorly so now he's googling literally how to be a friend indeed to a friend in need (laughs) and I was like who the fuck would google that I mean nobody would ever google that that is the weirdest well this shows he's sort of you know emotionally God. young uh, yeah yeah and he's immature this is a guy uh, that the way would, he treats uh, you know this women. is this is a guy that would buy the full outfit that's on a mannequin like tops but he's yes. like i just need those clothes yes. right there <laughs> yes he's not a, very bright no something's something's a little off yeah he's trying too hard yeah 
So, but you know what? This, uh, not to give the ending too away. away. Huh? I knew a lot of guys. Trying too hard? Yeah. Oh. But this is, there is something very genuine about this Google search. And this plays out through the rest of the movie and certainly the end. Um, So there's definitely some foreshadowing. Like he knows that his friend Wyatt is in need. And still we have no idea what happened in the past, but we know that there's, he cares about him. So uh, Chris and his boss are now flirting. They have this whole scene that just was like very annoying in some sound booth and they're reading palms. and Which is, by the way, is Mara. Yeah, Mara. Yeah. Yeah. We already said that. No? No. Oh. Well, I, th- yeah. well, well, I said they showed us. Her- oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, they're in there whispering and chatting and um, it, it, they're both reading each other's palms. <laughs> it was just so boring. I was like, get to the good stuff. And then they're outside and um, and she's teaching him judo and like jujitsu moves. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my husband should be watching this because he fucking loved that this girl's like trying to teach him moves. And when Jeff always tries to teach me moves, I'm like, get the fuck up off me. Right. <laughs> Uh, so she's like, here, let me show you this and let me show you that. And she throws him on the ground, literally like over her shoulder. Yeah. And she's like, uh, so I, get, I think they're painting the picture that she can kick ass and take care of herself. I think. Yeah. No, she, they're definitely, definitely they're doing, doing that, that for a for future that, scene for one future scene. It, but that didn't, it didn't matter. matter. Oh my God. Yeah. This is the, so then, now you can understand sort of the tone, my tone for this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, it was the guy's first directorial debut and uh, you know, it was you you usually tend to tell too much, I think, right? Well, like we're doing right now. <laughs> but, that's, but that's our shtick. That's our shtick. <laughs> um, so anyway, now we're uh, we're with Wyatt, and right. No, you forgot. So he. I forgot something. What did I forget? They, they, well, he created this sort of like romantic um, scene between the two. Like they're finally starting to yeah, jive they're fi- together. Yeah, they're, they're fine. And she's like, you know, they're finally like, oh, you know, she's actually liking him and he's actually making the moves. And they're, you know, they're creating this um, like warm moment between Mara and Christian. Yeah. 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 All right. So things are going well for yeah. him. The the pube trimming will work out for gross. him. <laughs> why is that gross? It's, it's, Everybody does it. <laughs> I think. Um, so Wyatt now, uh, we're, we see him on the phone again, I think, and he's hearing another voice talking. And the whole thing is like, uh, you know, there were once a few and now there's many. Uh, now they disguise themselves even better, even before. And then he's like, uh, even before you were in the know, you were blessed. You sensed them, uh, that, that that they're not human, that they are monsters. Um that this is your calling basically and we're hearing this voice as we're watching him collect all these fucking weapons and putting storing them down in chris's basement we see him get some like nail guns and axes and a bunch of hammer that hammer we saw him find earlier it's like he's getting ready for the end of the world he's getting ready for something um and he's storing them all down in chris's basement that i think chris i guess he thinks like chris is just never going to go down there again right except for when he's giving people tours of his house (laughs) um so uh after that quickly cuts to a guy's day out they go to play basketball together and and it's like why it's totally being a um like he's not trying to trying to actually play basketball he just wants to start giving like 20 questions to chris he's like do you believe in supernatural stuff and then he's like uh anything scary ever happened to you have you ever been mugged uh if something bad ever happened to me would you be on my side and 
basically Chris's response is something like, dude, look, can we play basketball? But if you're trying to find out, like, if I'd be there for you, yes, I've changed. So I was like, wait, what did you not do back in the day? Or like, what? And just to let you know, we never find out what happened. I really thought we would. We never do. But he, we now see that Chris is like, I have changed and I would be there for you. And White's totally trying to test Chris and his friendship with him. Like, can he trust him when whatever's coming comes? It's like this was a sh- really cool short film and like a really good, a decent premise. And they had like an idea for like scenes, you know. And when they actually started to shoot this movie, they realized we need to add a bunch of filler scenes I don't to know, make the story I mean, Again, I think this is important because... I can't believe this has 89% on Rotten Tomato. I don't what? understand it. Oh, so I liked it. But, all right, so then, basically, as soon as he's like, yeah, I would, I would like to think I'd change, okay? And then he goes, also, by the way, why were you outside on the phone at 4 a.m. last night? And he just doesn't... I don't think why it, like, answers him. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah. well, you get to ask me all these questions, you ain't gonna answer mine? Yeah. Um. So... Now we're back at the house, and this was like one of the fun. I was, I've been meaning to ask you, like, have you ever had a night like this where you put fucking like sheets over yourselves and you start jumping around and dancing around with your guy friends? They're just getting drunk, like girls would do. Like, you know, like, oh, do we do this? You know, like in movies, I like they they stay in, they open up a bottle of wine, and then, you know, there's like this montage of them, like, pillow fights. Yeah, 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 that shit don't happen. It was, it's, it's that scene with two dudes, Wyatt and Christian. And I was like singing songs yeah. and throwing socks at each other, and and that it's like showing, oh wow, that they they're going back to their old ways. Yeah, they, they, they're like know, kids again. Yeah, they're like friends again, um, and they've forgotten about whatever happened between the two. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So they have this whole crazy night, and, and then Wyatt kept on and, and P.S. kept on rolling my eyes. The yeah, whole I did time. too. I was <laughs> like, I've got to ask McGee if he's ever like, had a night like this before. Uh, and also, he Wyatt <laughs> Wyatt is literally laying not anywhere else in the house or even on the couch. He's laying fucking on the floor right next to Chris's bed, which I find super peculiar too. And then I was like, what is up with these two? I mean, who, if you, if you have a house guest, why show a couch at one point or another? I like, was there in the living? I don't think so. I can't remember, but whatever. He's literally laying right next to him. And as he's laying there, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But every, but he's staying there for an indefinite amount of time. It's weird. So uh, this was weird. I don't know if you caught this, but Wyatt has a hammer right next to him. No, Did Chris not see that shit and be like, dude, what's up with the hammer? Like, well, he said, he asked, where'd you get all this stuff? And he said, this is... Not yet. He didn't ask him yet. He didn't see the other stuff. He, this uh, is just one single hammer. Uh, and it's just like, what? <laughs> it's so weird. And, um, and they're both drunk as fuck. And uh, I think, like, Chris starts rambling at this moment. And he says something about, like, I really want to have kids. Like, I want to have 100 kids. And I was like, okay, again, like, where is, where are we going? Um, this movie. This movie. I liked it. All right. So then uh, there's a, we're in a dream. And this was actually kind of a cool scene. Wyatt and Chris are standing in a really dark room. Uh, their faces are only the things that are kind of lit at all. And they're just, it's like staring contest. And every time it cuts back to Chris, so we only see one face and then the next face and then back and forth. And uh, Chris's face has this like creepy smile on it. He's just like staring at him with a creepy smile. And then we look at Wyatt. And then when we flip back, we see this figure 
uh, in the in the back of the room, kind of coming up behind Chris really slowly. And it's a nondescript character. You don't know who it is or what. It's like hooded overhead. You can't see. And this thing comes up to Chris and all of a sudden just like grabs his face like at the forehead as if he's about to tear it apart and the the dream stops. And and then then the same sound effect comes back. Right. You do do that well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... uh, so then the phone rings again yep. because we got to follow the yeah. same format dream phone call you know whatever and now we hear a different voice and it's mara's voice yep which is interesting and she goes if you hear three claps of thunder the war has begun and to kill a monster even if it looks like a friend is a hard thing but it has to be done and then the call drops and the lights go out and Wyatt's kind of freaked out. I mean, this was a call. This was no longer in the dream. So he gets up and he's like, why did the lights go out? And he starts rummaging through the house kind of with his hands against the wall. And there's a figure right in front of him. And he's about to like go, you know, hit, you know, hit yeah. this guy, hit this thing. And the lights come on and it's Chris in his drunken, hungover stupor at the kitchen table. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I think I'm still drunk. I'm at least hungover. Yeah. And um, it's morning too, right? Yeah. I think it's like probably dawn or something and so then chris is getting ready for work and he look he looks like shit and he's all hungover and he even says like i hope to get my promotion today if i get my promotion today like we'll celebrate and then he said i talked to my boss about you like like possibly getting a job mm, as well mm-hmm, yeah like so everything's on like up and up, up. Yeah, everything's yeah. up and up everything's he's good get a job. for all the yeah, people it's, it's, well why it goes downstairs this does not make me feel like why it's on the up and up because he literally grabs that fucking nail gun and puts it in his mouth like he's about to shoot himself in the mouth like upwards towards his brain and i was like whoa 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 how do we just get from like drunk night to this thing about to happen and he stands there contemplating it for a very long time and then he then he rips it out of his mouth i was like oh dear god i'm glad that didn't happen and then he puts his hand flat down on the table and he's about to shoot a nail through his hand stops doing that then he goes upstairs puts it away sits on the side of the bed contemplates for a minute i thought did it yeah and then he like and he thinks that's that's like a sign oh jams like oh maybe well i know it seemed to me like he had this epiphany that if you take us so then he runs back downstairs and he takes this spring out and so therefore it's no longer it no longer has to make contact with something like a nail gun does now he's made it like a nail gun gun yep you know so he can just shoot a fuck and he did it and he shot one and it went all the way across the wall like really far and just bing like into the wall so then he runs up to the rooftop so before he was contemplating suicide and now he's contemplating homicide he's scoping out all these you know people walking past on the street down below and he's pointing it at them as they're walking past and you're like oh my god is he literally about to shoot a person in the head and it's just like what just happened to him you know um and so he doesn't do it no he does not thank god we did not see that um and then we hear we hear that voice again we hear this uh kind of you are a mountain a hundred miles high and we see chris at work and again he's just like it's just again as i said like a narration of this uh self-help kind of voice right that he's but that he, it's like a self-help tape or whatever that he listens to every day. Well, we you don't know work. that that's what it is until finally you you put the third or fourth time you you hear this, you notice that he every time they show this, he's listening. He has his earbuds in. 
I got that right away. Did cause you? They sh- yeah, because they showed him on the train in the very one of the very mm. first scenes, and mm-hmm. he has it in, and he's okay. like, he's like, oh, he's like this guy. He's talking to himself, and he's like, you are awesome. You are. Well, it's going a female's to- voice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like he, oh. that's what he's saying to himself. Right? Oh, right, he's right. Like, and he needs he, it. Yeah, you're gonna go and dominate and whatever yeah. like he says right. to himself. Right. And and he needs this. This is what he does. This is like his Zen moment or whatever. Right. right? Yeah. So um, he's wanting to get this promotion. We're hearing this voice, and he's waiting in the the review room and we've all been there before and Mara walks in and he goes oh is so-and-so also coming and she goes no he can't make it actually and she feels so gruff and like not right so much oh my god (laughs) because she says she okay this scene she basically fires him Right. She doesn't basically fire him. She fucking fired him. She yeah. goes, he goes, oh, but am they, I like, not getting the promotion? It, right? And she goes, you're getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, we have no idea what the fuck is going on, right? They don't, they don't tell us like why he thinks that he's getting a promotion, and what he did wrong. She just says the I company think- is. Your whole department, half of it is being let go. And then she kind of says, like, it has nothing to do with you. But then he says something like, but I'm the only one being let go. I, she, I think she says half of his department is being let go. And then he does. He goes like, but I'm the only one or something like that. Right. I'm like, what? I don't, I like, don't know. There's a disconnect. I'm like, I, but then I he goes just... back to his computer. She goes, you have one hour to get your things and yeah. you need to be gone. And she's very cold. And even before, like, you know, the last time we saw them, they were getting along just fine. Right. So this was very cold. It didn't even feel like it was hard for her to deliver. It just felt like she was kind of a bitch about it. And he goes out to his computer and there's this little post-it note. And it was like something about it's good luck dominating this asshole. asshole. Yeah. yeah. So from it's... everyone is what it was signed. Yeah. <laughs> So I think so this clearly guy, he wasn't he wasn't liked. He's not well liked. But none of that was shown at all. Like, you Did know what I mean? Need to see that? I don't know. Like I think like, it, I think it's again like we've got a guy who's struggling. We got two guys that are struggling with something, right? And they're and they're they've reconnected, and that's where the movie is moving towards it's like there's two guys that are that do not have this figured out and and we thought chris kind of did but he doesn't right but so- he they spent the reason i bring that up because he, he they spent so much time out uh, going back to his work you know um the relationship with mara uh and like you know going back and forth and yet and they're very vague about you know what he does which is fine that's i mean that's not important you know like what 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 he does because the main important uh, relationship is, is that is his relationship with Wyatt, right? right? But like, and, but Mara is an interesting character because, as I'm saying, we're, we we have just now found out that nobody likes Chris, but Mara kind of does. She does have a soft spot for him, and he just can't fuck this one up, right? Like, if he does this right, he might be able to have somebody that likes him. And then you're right, his most important relationship, I, we think now, is the one he's building with Wyatt. So I think we see that he's now about to have a really rough day when he thought this was going to be a really great day. And we already know now, too, that Wyatt's back at his house having a really rough day. So they're both kind of hitting this point, you know, where yeah, we're two. He comes back to right. apartment, tells him. He comes back and um, he says, guess what? I Oh, wait, I, no, hold on. This is where, too. And I don't know if maybe you didn't pick up on this. So also when he when he gets up to walk out of the office after Mara fires him he drops all of these like sad little pieces of paper with like believe in yourself you're gonna do great it was all these like little self-help notes for himself and she saw it and I think she felt bad right and then we hear that voice again and we hear like the inspirational self-help voice and you just you hear it and you hear her go this is just so silly and then he goes it's you hear Chris's voice 
answer. It's good though. I need this, babe, especially like if I'm going to be a dad. So what what we now realize is that that self-help was actually his ex-girlfriend cat the whole time. Mm-hmm. So and now it's like what I'm saying is they've compounded the sadness factor for Chris. You're kind of like, "Oh man, this guy, like he's just Pitiful. Yeah, right? Uh so now we're back. Now we're back at the house and um White's downstairs just, you know, doing what people do, pouring acid on a big, huge piece of raw steak. No, he went, yeah, he goes out. He, well, <laughs> there's a scene where he goes out and yeah. buys uh, sulfuric acid mm-hmm. at a hardware store. Yeah. And asks, like, remember he asks the, um, the, the cashier, like, what did he say? How long does it take? Something. So, like, yeah. how, does, how does something about the acid work? Yeah. Like, how does it work or, or something? Yeah, on a human body or something like that. I can't remember <laughs> what it was. He's like, you don't want this to touch skin or something. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was, he basically went out and bought that right after he didn't shoot anybody with a nail gun. And so, anyway, we, we come back and Wyatt's pouring acid all over the steak. It was super strange. And Chris is like, Wyatt? <laughs> I'm like, oh God, don't go down there now. And, uh, and Chris is pissed. And so Wyatt's upstairs and Chris is like... Clearly a little pissed off. Um, it's awful down here. It's like nobody says that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and all and he's like, oh no, my day just like sucked terribly. And then the door knocks, and who's at the door? Fucking Mara. And now all of a sudden she's not cold. She's like, should I, should I like, can I, should I come back later? I was just in the neighborhood, and he's kind of an asshole to her. She's about to walk away, and then he's like, wait, come back. Do you want to come inside? Yeah. And so then the scene cuts and now they're like laughing and drinking and everybody's having a good out. time yeah. hanging out. And they're, you know, they're talking about Lord of the Rings and shit. And so, <laughs> um, you know, and then I, for whatever reason, Chris is like, I, and they order food. And again, they try to do this montage. It was like at first they were eating like the, the dried seaweed or something like that. Yeah. And they didn't like it. So then they had all the food. Yeah. And Chris decides he's going to run out for something I, strictly because the movie needed Chris to be away. <laughs> so yeah. it was a lame attempt to get him out of the house, I think. Um, but so Wyatt and Mara are by themselves and they're talking and uh, Wyatt immediately asks Mara, hey, uh, do you ever hear anything not there? And she answers, actually, I do. Uh, a choir. I hear this choir in my, my head a lot. And she goes, and my mom did it too. Uh, she hears jazz. I think it's a neurological problem because I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's the angels. So... <laughs> This is literally so that Wyatt has somebody who uh, he can confide in. And he also, you know, he heard her voice over the phone. So I think he's trying to test her to make sure it was her or not. So he brings her. He's like, hey, let me. Have you seen the The basement basement. and the roof of this place? So she's like, "Uh, no, let me go check it out with you for whatever reason. And uh, so he brings her down to the basement. And all of a sudden he's finally he's like, you know, as if they're now not not being able to be heard by the, the, you know, secret listeners. And so he's like, hey, it's a, you hear that? <laughs> it's a scary motorcycle. Um, so he's like, we're safe down here. They can't hear us. And I got the acid you told me to get. And he's like, tell me what's going to happen. And she's like, oh, dude, you're being fucking weird. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And her face looks kind of petrified, which I'd totally be petrified too. And um, she tries to leave. The well, and she time, said, yeah. move before I hurt you, Wyatt. Yeah. And so she gets the she GTFOs. Yeah. And, um, he, he's like puzzled because he's like, but I thought you were the voice, you know, and um, Chris comes back. Mara obviously is gone. Uh, so once again, this guy is definitely not going to seal the deal. And um, why it lies, why she, why she left, why it does lie. But he yeah. quickly hands Chris a note 
and he's like making motions to like not speak and now we're up so we're upstairs now and so this is obviously where people can hear you and he hands on this note and the note is like you know this long thing be quiet don't speak they can hear you the battle's coming I'm not crazy and then he hands him an axe (laughs) well he just like hands Chris an axe and I'd be like what in the fuck just happened on but my he, like trip out? But Christian, he just but Christian he's kind a good of friend. he's he a plays good friend. Along. He plays no, along. well, I do I do have written down Chris freaks out, <laughs> so he must have freaked out a little bit. But why it's like, you know, I knew you were different. I knew it. Like, do you have any idea what's coming, you pussy? And I think that was the that was what Chris needed, right? So we've just talked about how he's he's not liked by anybody, and he's like now his friend is calling him a pussy. So it's like so this he's is gotta, basically. Back to the Future, calling him. You remember? Yeah. He calls him Michael J. Fox a chicken. Yeah. What did you call? Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly the same scene. Oh my god, no. Um, so we're we're in a very tense scene right now. I mean, I think it's it's very like it's something is this is the climax here. It's balls it's coming to the wall. A, yeah. It's coming they, to a head. They go, to, they, go, they go out to his car. Yeah. Well. Well. First, he says like. Um, Oh yeah, we and we hear we hear um, a voice again. No, but we hear a voice again, and it goes, "You're you're too late." This is one of those like, I, I, I don't know if it was Mars' voice again, but it was I think it was a female's voice, and it was like, "You're too late. You're so, you're too soft. We will split you and Chris apart." And then they say, "I love you, Wyatt," which was really fucking weird. And um, and oh, you know, this is just how a night ends, right? And then you just can go to sleep after your best friend just hands you a note like that and hands you an axe. Oh, yeah. Well, we wake up now. Like, they're they're waking up. I was like, fuck that. I would never be able to go to sleep ever if a friend of mine handed me an axe and a note like that. Okay? So, the next morning, they're, like, in the kitchen again. And uh, Wyatt now is like, okay, maybe I need to tell Chris what's going on. And so, he actually says to him, hey, I just want to let you know I get phone calls. And so I was like, that's, that's one way to put it. And Chris goes like this, surprise. He didn't say surprise. This is a surprise for you. Uh, last night, I, or last year, I tried to kill myself. And um, I talked to a guy, and that guy helped me, and I made an appointment for you tomorrow. And my heart was like, oh, I get it. Like, this is why he was able to go to bed. Like, he knows his friend, uh, you know, needs help. And so he already just made an appointment. And it was a very touching moment. And Wyatt was just like, thank you. So we're we're like not in war zone. We're not like at DEFCON 5 right now or whatever. We're not like about to go crazy. Um, so what happens? He starts selling his axe collection for him. Like they're yeah. working together. It's this whole scene. Like he, this one guy goes, why don't you want it anymore? He goes, oh, you know, I, what, what I needed it for didn't happen. <laughs> and he's selling it on the street. They're selling it on the street, which is super, super weird. Um, and so now for whatever reason, Wyatt feels bad that he's kind of fucked up his relationship. Uh, what Chris his relationship with Mara so he tries to rectify it by two things first he calls this girl Sandy the one that fell and hit her face on the ice and asks if he can meet up with her because he wants to talk about Mara and Chris and they're, they're standing like in some building together and looking out of the, the window this is the first time you get to see her too by the way no that's not is true it? we saw her in the beginning we saw her eye all messed up we saw her in the beginning. It doesn't matter. We saw her before. <laughs> so they're, they're talking, and um, and she immediately is just like, you're a psycho. And if you ever do something like that again to my friend, I will fucking kill you. And then she's like, literally, I'm I'm going to kill you. Oh, I remember. And so We see the back of her head, though, when they're walking down the street. No, we see her face. I, you were not paying attention. We saw her whole <laughs> face. Can we get past this and fucking wrap this thing up? You just wrote, can we wrap this up? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, she's just immediately like, I don't have time for you, and I don't know why you want to meet up with me, but like, I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill you, which is just so like weird. Yeah. But clearly, Mara told him, her about the whole basement situation. Then he goes to find Mara, and so he's like tracking her down like a creeper on the sidewalk, and she sees him, and she just like, she's like, get away from me, Wyatt, and he runs up to her, and she punches him in the face, of course, because as Breaking I said, nose. yeah, and as yeah. we said before, there was like obviously. Uh, foreshadowing when she was doing the judo moves and all stupid, of that. We didn't need that. We didn't. Yeah. But she like kicked his ass, broke his nose, and then she felt so bad for him because that's what happens. She goes, oh my God, okay, let me help you. And they go back somewhere, I guess her house. And there's this uh, scene where she's helping him and then he's staring straight ahead. And you can tell now his brain's going back to old Wyatt. And you then see these hands, presumably hers, in just pools of blood yeah. and because he had a bloody nose this is the but best part in the whole movie this was the best part of the whole movie and it was literally the same exact fucking thing that yeah, happened in, in death, death bell, bell. <laughs> and i started laughing i was like how did this happen the same special effect with yeah. her mouth just going so into he, a yeah. smile that so just he looks up at her and yeah. her mouth turns to like joker smile like, yeah but it even just keeps growing yeah. and her, and her eyes, eyes turn white yeah oh, no it's almost like the the color of her eyes it starts like rolling backwards oh right right it's the um uh, uh the iris part starts to go yeah oh yeah, yeah. away oh, completely <laughs> like so the eyeballs doing a total one eighty turn yeah, yeah that was the that was the best like creepy scene and I was like oh look they blow the special effects budget right I know here. right they're like how <laughs> can we get her eyes to look really really messed up um and so then the scene just cuts like you don't know what happens but Wyatt's running into the house to Chris's house and he's like hey like shit's coming down now right so now Wyatt's back to probably wishing he didn't sell his axes (laughs) (laughs) um and he's this is when he's like we gotta leave we gotta leave the city right now like don't fucking move let's go let's go and Chris is like (coughs) excuse me Chris is like, oh, hey, well, I can't because I'm signing up for the army. Because, <laughs> again, like this, this guy, mo- this, this guy, no, this, this movie. Um, and then Chris <laughs> says, you're seeing them again, aren't you? And and he goes like this. Listen, I'm not going to kill anyone. But tell me what you tell me what you believe. I don't believe in it, but I believe that you believe in it. So I'm just telling you, I'm going to go along with this, but I'm not going to kill yeah. anyone. And I need you to tell me you're not going to kill anyone. And uh, and I was like that again, like, n- I don't know anybody who would do this, but it was so sweet. And I don't know if it's real. I, I don't know if anybody would ever do that. Yeah. So um, he, they, they leave. And now if you remember before when I mentioned when Mara's voice on the phone, uh, Wyatt heard Mara's voice on the phone say, when you hear three claps of thunder, the war has begun. So they're running outside into this car. Again, really weird little bit of a reveal. Chris opens up the trunk to put stuff in the trunk. Wyatt's going into the front. You see a screwdriver sticking into the ignition, and you see, like, baby stuff in the back trunk. And Chris goes, hey, Wyatt, how did you say you got this car? So you know why it's stolen this thing, like whatever. I don't even know why that was necessary. I Again, that was like a body in the back seat uh, yeah, for a second, right? Yeah, maybe. And then, um, and then why it starts dozing, standing there outside of the car, and you hear three crazy claps of thunder. And he grabs Chris and he goes, "It's, it's too late. Sure. We can't leave. We need to go inside right now. Let's get <laughs> yeah. the fuck up inside of this house." So, um, 
they go back inside the house and get in the basement and he immediately starts throwing and Chris again he's like total good sport right now he's like all right what do we do now and he's like singing songs yeah. and he's like going along like, with yeah, it yeah going along with it and Wyatt throws game. Yeah, yeah Wyatt throws him a hazmat suit and like a gas That's mask out, yeah. and they both are putting it on and he's like uh, singing too isn't he yeah. yeah as he's putting he has a mask on he's like singing Chris is yeah, Chris yeah like Chris is. is trying to like keep it lightened yeah. like they're playing games like they did back when they were throwing socks at each other and you know yeah. putting sheets over their bodies Wyatt is obviously more serious at this moment um, and so uh, he tells Chris at this moment that he saw Mara earlier today and that she was once good but then got it got infected and that it wasn't her fault. And I love this part because he literally describes her mouth scene just like we kind of did with Death Bell. It was like her mouth spread open so much that her lips, her face was, uh, what did he say? It was like her smile went all the way up like past her ears like a smile cannot do. <laughs> and so he's describing it to Chris like that. And, um, and Chris goes, did you hurt her? And Wyatt just said something like, I got back here in time. Yeah. So we yeah. don't really know. Yeah. But um, and then Chris immediately is like, you don't do you think I'm turning? Like, do you think I'm infected now? Like, do you think I'm changing? And he goes, you know what? Tie me up. Yeah. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me right now? So he ties them all up and then he goes, listen, the calls, the voices tell me that I can't look in the eyes of, you know, the monsters either, and I can't listen to their voice. And so Chris kind of nods his head like, do what you got to do, man. So he shoves a sock Sock in Chris's mouth, puts a bag bag over his face, and he ties him to a chair, and he's sitting in the middle of this basement. It's a pretty pretty crazy moment. And Chris still now will like trying to do <laughs> whatever it Wyatt is. Wyatt pulls out the acid. Wyatt pulls out acid. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no. Like he just walked into a trap, dude. Like Chris, Chris. Yeah. And, and he's fighting with himself. He's fighting with himself. He's sitting in the back corner. It's getting real dark. Yeah. He opens up the Mentally. acid. Yeah, and like, actually, and then it actually does get dark. It's very yeah. dark, and there's only this weird little light that's showing on Chris, and um, his head starts like he begins shaking. To hear Chris's this, head, yeah, the same sound, uh-huh. the, the the alien, you know, whatever creepy crawly sound, creepy crawly sounds, and so you know, basically, in, in Wyatt's mind, Chris is changing at this point, yeah. and Chris's head, Under like the, the bag, paper yeah. bag, starts to turn as if you think like the whole head is going to turn three sixty. It's just no, not even that, just shaking. It's like. Yeah, 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 and uh, but you hear these noises, and you can only imagine what's happening inside that bag. And then you also see like uh, where Chris's hands are tied up, like uh, bloody hands, like total bloody hands, and blood dripping to the ground. Was that blood? I mm-hmm. couldn't tell. Yeah, and dark, uh, yeah. and it scares the shit out of Wyatt, and Wyatt drops a whole gallon of, of this acid, acid on the floor, all over the floor. basement. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, whoa, he's sitting right now. Like, how the fuck is he not burning up? So, but don't worry, he's got four other gallons. So he gets up and he grabs another one and he walks over to Chris and, um, he keeps oh p.s the one thing we haven't mentioned is there's a there's a definite time there's a time 6 p.m and he keeps saying after the three claps it's the wars begun at 6 p.m it's it's on and so chris keeps asking him all along like how many more minutes do we have like and so right before he put the sock in his mouth he said like six minutes and then at this point he looks at his watch and there's four minutes and um so he opens the second thing of acid and he walks over to Chris and you hear uh, the voice again that we heard earlier saying, um, you know, like, 
it's not a coworker. It's not a neighbor. It's not a lover or a friend or a wife. This is your enemy. You must destroy. Did you rewind, did you rewind this to like write that down? No, <laughs> no. It, I mean, that one kind of stood out because it was like it's nobody to you. Yeah, you know, okay. all of the all of the. Dis- you know, fair. I'll probably sort of checked out at this point. Oh, okay, you just were so hating it. This was the last thirty seconds of the movie, so I was. I, I mean, not that I knew that, but I was in. So uh, you know, it's like, what's he gonna do? Is make or break decision time, man. And so the voices telling him like you've got to destroy even if it's your best friend and um he's about to pour the acid on his head he literally has it like over Over top and i'm like oh god oh god and then he's like he pulls the bag off of his he just decides to pull the bag off of his head yeah and chris is there smiling smiling a fine smile not a creepy crazy fucking weird smile and wyatt is i wrote elated and i like my heart i literally this was a major moment I don't know. Like this to me, this made the whole movie worth it. Takes a sock out, and he's like so emotional. He unties him, and the two of them hug Hug. this amazing, embraceful hug, and they put their foreheads like up against each other. And I don't know. I feel like I'm almost getting like I don't know. It's a. It was such a statement of mental health issues. So that's the movie. That was it. Like, and um. You know, I, I think I, I thought to myself, well, okay, so he just proved to himself that Chris isn't changing, but this isn't over for Wyatt. Like, there's still maybe the war in his mind is happening up above ground, um, you know, and so he still has a battle to, to go forward, but he's got Chris by his side. And Chris, you know, who we know now, too, um, was struck. Oh, and I think he makes some comment. He makes some comment. Oh, I know. Because earlier in the movie, when he's like, if something ever happens to me, will you help me or this that and the other and I think Chris says something like god if I ever even got mugged I'd probably just piss my pants and so he at at this point when he takes the sock out of his mouth he goes well I didn't piss my pants and so it's like we're learning that these two so they need each other so that's the best part about the most amazing part because so Chris they they sort of show Christian off to be like this idiot or this you know asshole like type guy Mm -hmm. but Honestly, he is he's a good friend. He's the best friend. Yeah, he's a really good friend. Yeah. But and and, and just to so that's how the movie ends. With yeah, him hugging and it. it goes black. Yep. And the credits roll and I was bored out of my mind. Were you really? Yes. That's so funny. I, I, and I think and and I think I went in with a different expectation mm-hmm. uh, for this movie mm-hmm. um because you were like, "Hey, this is um, sounds very much like you know invasion of the body snatchers you know blah 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 yeah. and so I, I think I went in thinking it was something else and I was right. and, and that's partly my fault uh, and, and you clearly went in there with a more open mind than I did mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I gotta tell you Tracy I was bored out of my mind really yeah I was and and they they, they took so long to simmer everything mm-hmm. and I, I was just like okay you guys need to pick this up like you can't I like the fact it's that it's funny because so when I showed up here the only thing that we allowed ourselves to say you said something like did you enjoy it and I said I did and you go it was really it could it as long as you could get past how slow it was, I was like, oh, I didn't think it was slow at all. Oh, it was I thought so it was another slow. one of those, like, as a matter of fact, I mean, as we told it, you could tell how the scenes were just changing from, you know, one to the next that seemed to not, you know, flow from one thing to the next. Uh, and so I thought that they were jumping through it pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, I mean, I got, obviously, I'm, I'm, the, I'm in the minority here because it does have a good rating. Um, mm-hmm. And although the audience score is pretty low and it's 58 percent 
But yeah, I, I went in with a different expectation and yeah. the pacing threw me off. Yeah. The pacing was so slow and it, it just, just, they kept, this is like, I had the same issue with Westworld as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't watched the season finale, by the way. There, don't spoil actually it. Really good. Actually, let's decide. And, and let's make a rule, by the way. We're not. We're only going to spoil the movie that we're talking about each episode, <laughs> but we won't spoil shows if we bring them up. Okay. <laughs> and it, they just kept on adding this layers and layer and layer of mystery, mm-hmm. and and instead of every time you add a little bit more and more and more, uh, ha- I think. I think it needs to move the story forward, mm-hmm. right? Now it's just like, oh, hey, what's going on here? Is it supernatural? Is it da, da, da? Are you telling Ooh. me Westworld is the new Lost? I'm not saying anything about Westworld. Why, why are you going back to Westworld? Well, no, I'm just saying because oh. Lost like layered so many things. I mean, trust me, I'm such a Lost fan, but layer, no, layer, layer, and then it wasn't, and then well, they you know, you rabbit know, hole stuff, yeah, and know, then they never finalized. Well, you already know Westworld. It doesn't do that. It actually reveals lost, a lot of things at the end. Like, I, it's, I already, just, it's already revealed a lot already. Well, well I haven't like, finished it. eight and nine. Okay, no, all right. Eight 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and, and I was just like, and I was so sort of irritated. I was like, "All right, get to it. What is it?" Are we talking about the movie again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've always been. <laughs> talking, I'm lost I've right been now. About the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. And but I did like their relationship. Like Christian turned out to be, and I think he had a better performance. By the way. Uh, really. For the two, I like oh, his performance because he was the other guy was just acting kind of crazy that's easy right I think um, and he was sort of where Christian was um, he had more range mm-hmm. um, to pl- I think that actually I think Wyatt's a better actor mm-hmm. I agree yeah but I think and Chris-, Chris had more scenes and, and you're right the range of things yeah, that, that had to happen had to, that, and then at the end like oh that dopey smile that he's that he always has um, at the end comes back for mm-hmm. me I was like okay uh, this is genuine he's like genuinely like he's a genuinely like, yeah. good guy yeah, he's just misunderstood guy. yeah yeah well anyway i um i appreciate movies like this and it made so it started off for me as i said before the way it read was something that was kind of near and dear to me uh invasion of the body snatchers ish but now um this one this one kind of fits in this category of uh like American Psycho and Jacob's Ladder and Vampire's Kiss, even which if you've never seen that one, I haven't seen it. Nick Cage's oh, I know what you're talking about. Performance. I know what you're talking about. It's actually really. It's one of those movies. I remember when you watched it. That, yeah, yeah, that you loved it. Well, I've seen it many times, but re- most recently, I was just like, God, I forgot about <laughs> how much I kind of love this movie. But no, they're all you know these movies that have, uh, you know. A much bigger statement to make than the surface of the movie right and um i don't know they're all it's i think it's uh this i would give it a high five for the statement that they're making and you, for you i thought we weren't rating i'm You're not rating. rating i said a high five is that a rating oh what did you mean like a f- no no oh, i'm sorry like a f- smack oh. my hand up here <laughs> like go high <laughs> <laughs> that was a missed high five just yeah. now. Uh, so anyway, also, no, I, I, I think uh, I appreciate movies like this. And also, yes, the, the audience scored it pretty low, but I think, um, I don't know, I, I more sophisticated people <laughs> appreciate this. And uh, what I read was it came out at Sundance in 2015, and it got it got a, some award. And then it's pretty, I think it's pretty well received by a lot of the kind of horror movie groups and, and uh yeah, I'm gonna go and probably read reviews um, about it just to mm-hmm. s- just to see what yeah you know, might uncover anything, how yeah, other uh, people think about yeah. it. But anyway, I thought it was enjoyable. Okay, well that 
concludes our show. Uh, episode dun, da, da, two. Da. Yeah, episode two. Five hundred more to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and so, thanks for staying. And wow, it's like another. It's another over an hour again. Look, it's a little <laughs> bit shorter though. You're welcome. Thanks for um, sticking around and listening to us. And don't forget to write m- us. Mostly Tracy because she took so many notes. Oh. Listen. <laughs> Listen, um, I, I wanted to be a little bit more prepared this time. So don't forget to write us um, email about the first horror movie um, experience mm-hmm. that you guys had. Um, even just one email will make me happy so we could read something. And on. don't like we don't need you to review the movie or anything. It's more we want to know like a personal, like, like the personal, personal story, memory yeah. and why now you are passionate about horror movies. Or the horror genre or whatever. Well, you don't even have to be a horror fan. Just your first horror movies that you watched, right? Like for this, who, for this round. Who do you think is not listening to this people. podcast? Not horror fans? <laughs> I'm talking about the first layer. Like our friends. Who, oh, just our friends. Yeah. yeah so just write us an email. <laughs> just, just tell us what you think. <laughs> so, yeah. You can do that too. So, thanks for sticking around. Yep. And don't forget to email us at onefinalscare at gmail.com. Yeah. And, and you can find us at uh on facebook and instagram Whoa, at we have social media we do <laughs> at one final scare you can find us there and uh signing off signing off this is minky and this is tracy good night bye, bye.